You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Los Angeles Kings continue to be the hottest team in the NHL as they put together their seventh straight win over the Ottawa Senators, two to nothing on Friday night. You're listening to Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I am your host, as always, Sarah Avampato. Glad to be here with you, talking to you all about the Kings and the fact that they just keep winning. Feels weird, feels good. Love it a lot. And they've got a chance to make it eight in a row when they take on the Winnipeg Jets tonight in Winnipeg as they end their road trip this week. Today, we're going to take a quick look at that Ottawa game. We're going to take a look at what we have coming up in uh, this game against the Jets. And then uh, we're going to do a little bit of uh, a little bit of other talking about, I don't know, some power rankings and what's going on in the wider world at large of hockey. So uh, we'll talk about that uh, all today on the show. But first up, let's look at the game against the Ottawa Senators. Kings win 2 to nothing. Uh Goals from Kopitar on the power play and on, and Andreas Athanasiu off of a really well-placed uh, redirect tip, whatever you want to call it, uh, to give the Kings the 2 nothing win. Uh, gave Jonathan Quick a shutout, his first of the season, and uh, his numbers after a pretty dismal start looking good. Goals against average of 1.98, save percentage of 9.35. So he is, uh, he is looking, uh, let's say, outstanding. Just really outstanding. If you look at the top goaltenders in the league, feels real. Okay, actually, first, if you look at the top goaltenders in the league, somehow Martin Jones has the lowest goals against average, 1.67, uh, which begs the question. Jones was great with the Kings. He's now apparently looking really good with the Flyers. Was it San Jose that broke him? I don't know. Well, that's a whole other podcast. But Jonathan Quick is in the top uh, 10, essentially, in terms of goals against average for goalies right now. Uh, he is in the top 10 for save percentage. So also somehow Jacob Markstrom has four shutouts. Like, what? what's – I'm going to have to ask about that on a future episode of Locked on NHL uh, when I talk with uh, Jess Belmosto, host of Locked on Flames, because what the heck? But Jonathan Quick looking fantastic in this game uh, Andrzej Kopitar once again uh, with yet another goal. He is also in the top in terms of uh, league scoring, in the top 10 in terms of goals scored. So just really an all-around great performance from the players that we needed to see great performances from. And this was a game that like could have gone either way. Uh, it, it was a team that the Kings 100% should have been able to very much outmatch and get the better of, uh, but the, the two goals that were scored were very fortuitous plays. This wasn't a blowout. Uh, there was actually a lot of plays going the other direction, a lot of turnovers, a lot of, uh, you know, oh, wow, we sure did give the puck to uh, Brady Kachuk. Uh, Kachuk had five shots on goal. He is uh, one of the better players in that team in general, and especially now that, like, half of them have COVID and the bottom six is essentially random dudes. Kachuk has really been having to shoulder a lot of the, the offensive burden on that team, and he had a lot of great looks in this one, but, uh, you know, just came up empty, um, which I think a lot of the success, I mean, I I hate the fact that we're kind of collectively pumping the tires a lot of Jonathan Quick. I think that, like, we need to accept that we need to start 
moving on a little bit more, but he has undeniably looked really, really good in this chunk of games. And as much as you want to keep opening up that door for Cal Peterson to take the reins and to take the lead of this team, uh, at the end of the day, Quick has looked so good that, like, how do you not play him until the wheels start to fall off? So this game has been a lot of, uh, this winning streak has really been a lot of uh, Jonathan Quick, essentially, which is great. It's great. I feel I feel good for him. I'm happy for him that he is doing well and uh, is not quite giving up his starter's spot. But as someone who's like, oh, bro, we need to plan for the future, ooh, kind of wish that, like, we were, you know, in a different situation. But the Kings are winning. Quick looks great. The team is finding ways to win. This is a game that if you watched it, you would probably not have thought that the Kings were going to win. They looked okay, but there were so many chances going the other way that only got stopped because of Quick that you you were just waiting for the other shoe to drop and for the Senators to somehow come out with a 4 nothing lead. But that was not the case, and I am proud of them. It once again comes back to the whole good teams find a way to win, bad teams find a way to lose kind of thing, in that the Kings are finding ways to win these games, and they're getting timely goals. They're getting performances from players up and down the lineup who need to be having those performances. Uh, I am still, you know, the first goal from Kopitar was on the power play, still absolutely loving what Kale Clay is bringing to the power play and loving seeing him getting the opportunity that we've been waiting for him to get for years, essentially, and that he, you know, earlier wasn't ready for necessarily. I think if, you know, you had brought up two seasons ago, Kale Clegg and said, here, run the power play. I don't know that it would have gone well, but right now he is looking really good. He is getting the minutes that he otherwise would not have gotten uh, without this injury to Dowdy and to Walker and uh, is really, really making the best of it. If you look back at uh, Kale Clegg's stats over the season, essentially, he has gotten into seven games. He has 11 points. He has, nope, that's not it. He's gotten into seven games. He has five points, uh, all assists. Um, Sure, a lot of them are probably on the power play, but, you know, he has three, three of those five points are on the power play. But he is really getting an opportunity that we otherwise haven't seen from him. He is still, by the way, looking for his first career NHL goal. Uh, he's gotten into 29 games to date, 11 points, uh, but still looking for that first goal. So hopefully all this time he's getting to spend on the power play, maybe he's going to put one in because we know he can do it at the AHL level. We know he can do it at juniors uh, and are really just looking forward to him notching that first NHL one. It's going to feel real good, and I hope it is coming soon. But Overall, a lot of really good performances from the Kings. Uh, A lot of meh performances in terms of opportunities they gave up going the other way. But at the end of the day, they won, and that's what's important. And uh, as long as they keep finding ways to win, and then as long as the, you know, inevitable loss doesn't send them off on too much of a tangent uh, of being, you know, meh, uh, I think we've got something really interesting happening here. The Kings right now, if you look at the standings in the West, Again, like I said, keeping pace with uh, the other teams, which what's which is what's important. They're fourth in the Pacific Division right now. The top three, Edmonton, Anaheim, and Calgary. Uh, Anaheim is also on a really strong win streak, six games in a row, which is um, also not what people would have expected from the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, a lot of people were predicting them to be dead last in the league. I don't think anyone expected the Coyotes, for example, to only have one win, uh, the Senators to have three wins, I think it still is, 
or uh, Seattle and the Pacific. A lot of people were predicting Seattle to like win the division. Uh, right now they're sitting on four wins and they are last in the Pacific. So, you know, as long as we keep pace with those teams up ahead of us and uh, continue to uh, to keep in it, we're going to make this interesting. There's a lot of season to go, but uh, right now this team is on a roll and I am really excited about it. Uh, we're going to take a quick look coming up next at uh, the Winnipeg Jets game. Uh, so we're going to check in on that. But before we do that, let's check in on some snacks. I love snacks. I love thinking about snacks and eating snacks and uh, all that stuff. And Bilt Bar is a great snack that maybe you should consider eating because right now it's the holidays. It's always a good time to be thinking about snacks and Bilt Bar is the snack that you should be thinking of. If you are looking for something to tide you over until the next big holiday meal, if you've got to get in the car and drive to grandma's and you're like, I'm going to die before I eat that turkey, go check out a Built Bar. They are delicious and they're a food that you can feel good about. They are covered in 100% chocolate, but they are low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, and super delicious. So Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry, when you're just dying to get a little bit of something delicious before that big meal. If the big meal isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. You can share them with your family, share them with your friends. They're great stocking stuffers and, uh, Always have a delicious snack on hand. There are new surprises all month, including Built Bar Black Friday coming up. So make sure you're keeping an eye on Built.com. They've got limited edition flavors arriving regularly. So make sure you're checking the site often. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The Kings end their road trip tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. That's the last game before they head on home. Uh, and the Jets have also been doing pretty well. They have won seven of their last ten. They are third in the Central Division, 17 points. Uh, they are looking real good after a pretty slow start to the season. Uh, they took a little while to get going, but uh, things t appear to be kind of firing on uh if not all cylinders, then most cylinders. Uh, again, 7-3-3, three and three, uh, which is after the start that they had where they lost uh, their first three games before going on a little bit more of a winning streak, uh, including two games against the Ducks. Uh, we're looking at a Jets team that is getting uh, getting everything together pretty much all at the right time, which, you know, is, is, some, is a pretty familiar story. Uh, they're led in scoring by Kyle Connor, 18 points. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who has always done damage against the Kings. Uh, he's up there with 13. Um, Connor and Dubois lead the team in goals with 10 and 8, respectively. Uh, they're about who you would expect to see uh, that amount of scoring from. Goaltending, uh, Connor Hellebuck, obviously their starter. He had taken some time off uh, to be available for the birth of his first child, um, which I know no one really probably here particularly cares about Connor Hellebuck or his child or anything, but uh, there are some pictures on either his Instagram or his wife's Instagram of the baby with their enormous dog, which if you are a dog person uh, is pretty darn adorable. Also for dog people, Mark Shifley on the Jets uh, is apparently fostering a bunch of puppies, which is also the cutest thing in the world. The Kings need to get me more puppy content so I can talk about them with puppies instead of other team members, players, whatever with puppies, but regardless, uh, looking at the Jets, uh, they are hoping to spoil this win streak for the Kings. Uh, it is definitely something that the Kings need to be prepared for going into this game. 
because like I said, the king, the, uh, the, the, the jets are all clicking right at the same time. Cal Connor fifth in scoring Connor Hellebuck, uh, undefeated in regulation in his past six starts. So for as good as Eric Comrie has been in relief of Hellebuck, uh, for the games that Hellebuck has missed, uh, Hellebuck is still just really darn good. It is interesting to see that, uh, you know, especially over the past few years of the Kings being aggressively mediocre, to put it nicely, uh, the teams are actually kind of, opposing teams are actually kind of starting to um, not fear the Kings, but like they at least are respecting uh, what we're putting out there. Uh, the Jets uh, in kind of pregame media stuff talked about how, you know, they know that this Kings team is good. They know that they're surging. Uh, they know that this is a team that they uh, have some respect for because of what uh, what they've been doing. And uh, we're probably not going to see any lineup changes from what the Jets put out there on Thursday, uh, where they won their matchup against the Sharks. Uh, Winnipeg won 4-1. to one. I would presume we're going to see a lot of Pierre-Luc Dubois, because like I said, he uh, was great against the Kings in their previous matchup, uh, which was actually the last game that the Kings won, or that the Kings lost uh, before this uh, this winning streak started. So uh, if you'll remember back a couple weeks ago, the Kings were playing this game against the Jets. They were winning it. They, they had a lead into the third period and then blew it really quickly. Uh, so the next game, the Kings obviously turned it around, won against Montreal, haven't looked back since then. I'm sure the Jets are hoping for a repeat performance the last time for a, a little bit of a chance to put the Kings back in that same situation. So I think that this is definitely a game the Kings need to play the full 60 minutes on. I hate sounding like a cliche, but it's true. We have seen uh, much more frequently the Kings not having those kinds of performances where they just sort of play like 45 minutes and then leave the rest up in the air. We have been seeing a lot better in terms of full game, full team effort, uh, and that's what they're going to need to get through this one because the Jets are also looking great. Uh, the Jets want to end this win streak of the Kings. They've, they've uh, obviously beat this team before. They know how to sort of make them fall apart, so uh, it remains to be seen uh, how, how they're going to match up against each other, but I think that it could be a fun one. It's going to be a tough one for the Kings. I know last games of road trips are always a little bit miserable, uh, in terms of team performance, if you're going to lose any game, you're going to lose that last one on the road trip. So uh, crossing all of my fingers, etc., cetera, uh, that things turn out well <laughs> in this game because uh, this winning streak has been really fun. And I like that it is making people finally sit up and take notice of the Kings and what they're doing. Uh, so here's to eight in a row against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, let's make it happen. I'm going to end the show today with a little bit of a conversation with Jason Hernandez from Locked On Ducks. Uh, we were uh, sitting around talking about some of the current events uh, going on with the Ducks. Uh, as you know, they let go of their GM, Bob Murray, or Murray resigned or was allowed to resign um, after a lot of uh, reports of workplace intimidation and abuse and harassment had come up uh, and Murray resigned and uh said that he is going to in into uh, rehab for alcohol abuse. So a lot of shakeups uh, with the Ducks. Their interim GM is a face familiar to all of us as Kings fans. It's Jeff Solomon who stepped into that role. Uh, and so we're going to chat a little bit about that. And we're also going to chat a little bit about some power rankings that uh, our co-hosts here at the Locked On NHL Network have uh, maybe 
misunderestimated. That's not a word. Uh, some of our teams. All right, so let's talk about betonline.ag. Maybe there's a line on betonline as to how many goals that he's going to score. I'm going to do some live research while you talk about betonline.ag being the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that should totally, if it isn't a line, you should go email them and say, dear betonline.ag, I would like to bet on Troy Terry because betonline is, of course, the number one place for basically all of your sports betting needs. Uh, They have revamped their website. It's new and shiny and exciting uh, just in time for all of the other sports to start doing stuff. Uh, We've got basketball, football is doing things, hockey is gearing up, baseball is dead to us, um, we've got basically anything you can think of you can find on betonline.ag there's props odds lines and all sorts of cool stuff and when you're there if you use our special promo code you can get uh, some sort of bonus hey, okay so if you use promo code locked on you'll get a 50% welcome bonus so give me give me a number pi no <laughs> that's an irrational number 72 so if you Make your first deposit of $72. You'll get a $36 welcome bonus. Boom. There it is. That could buy me at least two and a half pies. Oh, God. BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And what should they do, Sarah? Eat and gamble responsibly. That's exactly correct. What is this Grand Salami? Home goals and a... Wow, that's interesting. So apparently there's an over-under for Friday night... For 29 and a half goals total tonight. That's kind of neat. But no Troy Terry lines. Well, that's a missed opportunity if you ask me. Or you know what? The, you know what could be a line? Who will score the most goals this season? Who will be the Rocket Richard winner? I feel like that should be a line. I mean, Troy Terry could be up there. Oh, okay. Alex Ovechkin, watch your back. Okay. There's no easy way to segue out of that, but we're going to put on our serious hats here and talk about the Bob Murray saga that just took place in Anaheim. Uh, he he resigned from his post because of various reasons. The workplace abuse, the intimidation, all that stuff. Good on the Ducks for getting this done and over with right away. I mean, I, I don't think I've actually heard your comments on here about all that's happened in the past 72 hours. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, I mean, first off, I mean, it, you, you can't forget the human angle of, you know, Bob Murray is going through a tough time. He has admitted himself into a rehab program to deal with alcohol abuse issues. And, you know, I think that no matter who you are, you want to wish the best for him that he can get the help he needs. From a workplace perspective, this is absolutely 100% the right choice. Uh, it is frustrating that it took this long for anything to happen because even if you're not plugged into the ducks world you hear the rumors of him creating a you know putting on my hr professional hat a hostile work environment for people you know a toxic workplace that people do not want to be at um and doesn't matter who you are he is apparently not great to them so from from a work specific like perspective this is the best outcome of right he is allowed to leave he goes and gets the help he needs. And, you know, I think that I like the fact that this hotline thing, someone actually trusted it to come forward and that something actually happened with it. The Ducks actually said, OK, we will take this report and look into it. And, you know, I think also for, for Bob Murray as a person, it's the best outcome, because I think that had this been allowed to go on and, you know, hypothetically, you know, that say the Ducks didn't renew his contract at the end of this, he went on to another job. 
never addressed any of the actual issues that were, you know, causing him potentially to be this way. So Right. I mean, it does it, the drinking doesn't absolve him right. from treating others this way. Right. It really doesn't. Right. And I'm glad that they kind of nipped this in the bud. And I'm glad someone had the trust in the hotline. But also, I'm glad that the voices are speaking up now. Mm-hmm. Like, we almost feel empowered to say right. something, especially what happened here in Chicago a couple of right. weeks ago. This is probably the best case scenario for the Anaheim Ducks right now. And it's good that they're moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I have you on to talk about this because the new guy in charge, Jeff Solomon, mm-hmm. he's been given the keys to the franchise for yeah. the next six months, essentially. Looking back now, especially, this was a perfect hire yeah. for the Anaheim Ducks. And you saw the work he did with the Kings. I don't right. know if you could talk about that for yeah, I mean, a few he, seconds. He basically has been their like, cap genius for years of all the wheeling and dealing logistics you need to build a team and keep that team competitive and stay under the cap and everything. You know, it, it was a shame that he left L.A. I understand why he did. Um, you know, part of it, I'm sure, was the whole, like, we're going to go in a different direction. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that leadership there probably also knew that he aspired to more than just his role. And Rob Blake isn't going anywhere. Nope. Luke Robitaille is not going anywhere. Nope. So th- this was kind of the best option for him. And he didn't really have to move. Yeah, exactly. He stayed in Southern California. And now that he's been given the keys... Now the big question is, where does he go from here? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you move forward from this? I think we're seeing it right now. We're seeing the Ducks' big improvement. They have the capability. They might be buyers in the trade deadline what? coming up. Yeah, we haven't heard that in a long time. So it's almost like the sky's the limit for him. I personally, as of right now, I would think he'd be the front runner to be the permanent GM mm-hmm. for the Ducks. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, he has the experience. He is respected, I think, by yes. people even like just outside of Southern California. It's not just our teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's respected across the league and makes smart choices. And it'll be interesting to see how, how he handles this season. Because I do think a lot of people think it is kind of a fluke that like it's not, you know, like we said, Troy Terry's not shooting at 33% all year. Right. Like things are going to normalize at some point. And what does he do with that? Does he hold Pat? Does he buy anyway? Like, I think that'll be a big test of when the Ducks struggle, if the, if they struggle. That'll be nice. What does he do? How does he react? Um, I I think if they do continue this winning ways, like, if they do actually win four of the next six games, that would put him right up there, believe it or not, with the Edmonton Oilers. They're second right now in the division. And if you realistically think... You could make some kind of noise in the playoffs. Wow, I said this word finally. Mm. Playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. If Jeff Solomon thinks that the Ducks can make some kind of noise this season and maybe turn some heads, they could be the biggest surprise in the NHL by far this season and really do something in the deadline. Gross. And I... Wait, we got to talk about, I mean, your team too. I mean, just to kind of close up. Mm -hmm. So Sarah and I... We saw the rankings, and we're just going to like close kind of silly here just to bring some brevity back. Our power rankings were not that good no. for either of our teams. No. The Ducks were 22nd. The mm-hmm. Kings were 25th. Mm-hmm. They frankly should have been higher, shouldn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to end the week with this, and this is to all the other Locked On hosts. We're going to call the other 30 hosts out. Putting the Ducks at 22nd, that's disrespect. Putting the Kings at 25th, that's disrespect. I miss the days of SoCal being the gauntlet that everyone goes through. I miss those days. I want those days back so bad because it makes for fun hockey. 
Don't you agree? Yes, but actually, I'm okay with everyone underestimating the Kings because that way, whenever we beat them all, it's going to be that much better. Because then you get like Toronto whining about like, oh, how do we? we got, you got beat by the Kings. They're old and they're terrible. Newsflash: Hi, um, we've only got like two old guys on the team. The rest Ooh. of them are like, yeah. So conversely, the Ducks are being underestimated. You mean all these kids are beating us? Same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean it's like this 18 year old named McTavish? And this 19-year-old named Zegerson, who's this Troy Terry? Wasn't he a bust? Yeah, so do whatever you want with the Ducks, but I, as a, as the Locked on Kings host, feel free to continue to think we're garbage. <laughs> so that way, whenever uh, we beat your teams, I get much more satisfaction out of it. That's just me, though. Oh, a lot, a lot of the other hosts think the Ducks are garbage, too. Yeah, both. They absolutely do. Yeah, that's fine. But disrespecting both our teams. That's, they can disrespect me all they want. We'll see it on yeah. the score sheet. Yeah, so, you know, to all the other Locked on hosts... Those rankings, I know I had a lot of fans call out the hosts. Disrespect both our teams, and look what's going to happen. Both our teams are going to be up there in the standings. Wouldn't it be great if the Ducks and the Kings make the playoffs? I'd laugh forever. I would just laugh so much. Let's hope for that. Yeah. All right. (laughs) That's a great way to end the week. Um, where can the fine folks find you on the socials, find your podcasts and all that jazz? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at right said Sarah. Currently I'm mourning the fact that Alec Martinez has 50 stitches in his face because of someone on the Minnesota wild hit him in the face with a skate. Uh, I don't know who you are, but I'm coming for you. Uh, so you can find me on right said Sarah on the Twitters, uh, locked on Kings is available wherever you get your podcasts at locked on LA Kings, maybe doing a special show devoted just to like Alec Martinez prayer circle. I know he's not on my team anymore, but listen, I do what I want. Uh, Locked on NHL, you can hear me on Wednesdays. I occasionally do say nice things about the Ducks, I promise. Uh, and that is at Locked on NHL Pods on Twitter and all those shows available wherever you get your podcasts. It's true. She, she said some very nice things about the Ducks a couple weeks ago. I did. And I appreciated that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, you can find me on the Twitters at StimpyJD. And you can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And you could find Locked on Ducks and Locked on Los Angeles Kings. It's free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean. Morse code. Morse code. <laughs> Thank you. Smoke signal. <laughs> I, I, I'm done. Pony Express. Pony. <laughs> oh, what else am I forgetting? Oh, thanks for making Locked on Ducks maybe your first listen or Locked on Kings. Maybe go check out Locked on LA Kings as well because Sarah's had some nice stuff to say about the Ducks recently. I'm like, that's awesome. You can pay me later. (laughs) No, don't tell them that. And also, don't forget to check out Locked on Bets with your boy Q. Make that your second or third listen on the Locked on Podcast Network. Sarah, as always, thanks for coming on. Of course. (laughs) Is that it? That's it. Okay. We're done. For (laughs) For locked, she's staring at me, folks. For locked on Anaheim Ducks, that was Sarah Avampado. I'm Jason JD Hernandez saying, Have a great weekend. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another. And Sarah, what should Ducks and Kings always do? Eat the pie and the built bar, <laughs> fly together. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs>